This episode of the Paywall Podcast is brought to you by Zine 101, the makers of Leaky Paywall. Leaky Paywall is the most flexible WordPress subscription platform. Find out more at zine101.com where you can download Leaky Paywall for free. On the Paywall Podcast, we discuss paywalls and paywall strategies for news and magazine publishers. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Pete from Zine 101. Welcome to episode 12 of the Paywall Podcast. I am here with Greg Grizzolano. He's the digital content editor for uh, Landline uh, Media Magazine uh, and Podcast and XM Radio. Um, uh, Landline is the largest publication for independent truckers in the United States. Uh, we went through a, and what we're going to talk a lot about today is a website uh, rebuild, uh, a lot of changes. Um, so welcome, Greg. Hey, Pete. Thanks so much for having me, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think we we're overdue for this conversation. Um, for sure. For sure. We had, uh, yeah, we, we spent a lot of time together, didn't we? Probably a solid year of uh working on taking what you had previously and uh, rebuilding it into what you have now. And, and so we're going to go through that whole experience and touch on. I can't, I can't wait to relive it for all the, uh, all the folks listening in podcast land. <laughs> okay, super. So before we get into that though, uh, now when I first met you, <clears throat> the one thing I know about you is you like ice cream. <laughs> I like to eat many things, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> We we met uh, we got together at the WordCamp for Publishers, right? The inaugural WordCamp for Publishers in Denver in yeah. 2017. That's right. We got to experience good food trucks and uh, all that Denver had to offer. It was super fun. Yeah, and so uh, that's where the story started with you and Landline and Ice Cream. Um, why don't you? I'd like to hear a little bit about um, your audience and what what you guys. You know who your audience is specifically. Uh, you know why are you the leader? What do you you know what sort of benefits do you provide to your sure. audience? Yeah. So our our audience primarily is uh, truck drivers or people that are allied with the trucking industry. Mm -hmm. uh, and we write as as the official publication of the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association. Uh, you know we represent OIDA's uh, opinions and uh, and views on a, a variety of, of legislative and regulatory affairs that affect uh, mm. state and uh, and federal legislation. So, like, kind of our big our big job is really to be sort of the the voice of the truck driver's perspective because most of the most of the trucking and transportation related media sites, uh, certainly the, the, a lot of the bigger uh, established. Uh, magazines mm. and they come at, at it more from a perspective of kind of the c-suite the fleet owner the uh you know the, mm. the the big business side of it and there's nobody there's really not a voice for that truck driver which the individual behind the wheel which is really the biggest <laughs> i mean like that's the biggest segment right. of the industry so we're really trying to fill that space right. we also uh you know because a lot of our coverage is is focused on legislative and regulatory affairs you know we have we have a lot of readers and that are in in politics, whether they're uh, elected officials or certainly they're you know, senior staff, people that are aligned, you know, with uh, you know, the tr the transportation industry in general. 
Mm. And so that's really kind of where where we are in our role, like I said, is to be that voice for the driver, because often their perspective is, I mean, you know, is unheard. Mm. So your drivers, they, uh, in terms of benefits that you provide, um, I, I seem to recall that um, the uh, OIDA, which is your your parent company, provides insurance and does some yeah. lobbying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, OIDA has a host of, of different things that they do for drivers. It's, it's funny, man. We've been... <laughs> We've been trying to get them to get all of the the various uh, benefits and services that we provide kind of uh, organized and listed on a single page. And there, because there's just so many, man, like no one person can keep track of of all of the stuff that uh, that we do. You know, certainly there's the lobbying. The OIDA Foundation does a lot of uh, research and white papers and and different you know perspectives on on things affecting the industry. Um, yeah. Commercial truck insurance certainly very important. Mm. Uh, Drug testing, uh, which is something that's that's kind of unique for that segment of the industry, it's really hard if you're you know if you're Pete's trucking business and it's mm. just you Pete with a truck, mm. how can you be randomly drug tested mm. when there's only one one driver, right? So one of the things that OIDA has done is it's it's formed a consortium of a lot of smaller independent truck drivers, and you can get true random drug testing and be DOT compliant. And mm. there's a whole bunch of other you know like business services, permits and licensing, different things like that. And one of the things that probably the, the most important thing that OIDA does for the, the individual truck driver. Yeah. So one of the things that OIDA does in addition to their uh, lobbying and different stuff like that is they also will often file uh, lawsuits on behalf of truck drivers for things that they find unjust or whatever the case may be. One example uh, in, in federal court recently was the uh, OIDA sued the state of New York over its uh, highway use tax mm-hmm. and, you know, challenging that it was unconstitutional under the commerce clause because out-of-state truckers had to pay it. And it was a you know, burden on interstate commerce. This is my, <laughs> not a lawyer uh, yeah. recap of a story that I didn't actually write, but was pretty, pretty important. Yeah. For yeah. readers. Yeah. Anyways, long, long story short, they end up getting uh, OID won the case and there was a $44 million judgment that the mm-hmm. state of, state of new york had to to pay out and the drivers who had paid that uh hut ended up getting getting back their money out of that 44 million dollar judgment which is pretty cool but the big thing that oida does is any driver basically out there on the road can call and if they've got a question about something they or something's going on in the industry or they want to report some sort of uh in, injustice or whatever there's somebody at oida generally that will that will pick up the phone and talk to them and sometimes mm. You know, sometimes all they need is to just to just vent and get some things off their chest, but other times they have a legitimate grievance, and you know mm. the association will get involved, or sometimes landline will get involved in covering mm. uh, those issues. You know, one of the things that one of the things that when when all of the COVID nineteen started happening, you know, we had a lot of people calling in asking like, do I do I have to wear a mask in this state? Do I have to? Mm. You know, where, where can I, where can I go to the bathroom in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania shut down all of the, uh, all of the rest areas oh and, they were, and they closed all, they closed all the restrooms. So there was literally nowhere for a truck driver to go to the bathroom in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, that, now there's a requirement to be a member right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you say no to membership with, with that kind of information? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. And, and so, and so like, like that's, I mean, like, like sometimes we will get, 
yeah, we'll get we'll get some of those stories fed to us from the folks at uh, on on the phones, and we can and and that can influence our reporting, and we can kind of draw attention to some of the some of the larger injustices that uh, the drivers face out there. The things that people don't consider, and and of course, like you know, the the, the folks in Pennsylvania at the beginning of the of the COVID nineteen shutdowns last year, you remember what it was like. Everybody was terrified of everything. Yeah. And, and people started trying to react in whatever ways they could, but nobody considered the consequences because, and that's, and that's really, again, where landline and OIDA are so important because without, you know, drivers don't have any representation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why a state like Pennsylvania can say, oh, well, we're going to close every freaking rest area on the Pennsylvania mm -hmm. turnpike. Mm -hmm. And where are all those drivers who are bring who are bringing the toilet paper? Right. Who are bringing the food, who are bringing the gasoline, who are bringing literally everything that you can buy on the shelves. Yeah. What are they supposed to, you know, how are they supposed to, to, to get somewhere safely and with, without, without that basic, that basic human consideration, man. Mm -hmm. well, that's really, that's really the space that we're trying to occupy. We're trying to be that voice for drivers and we want to make sure that, that they are represented uh, fairly and equitably uh, yeah. in the media. Yeah. Yeah. They were they're they're one of one of the the hero chain in the COVID you know pandemic you know bringing... pretty freaking essential man pretty pretty essential yeah 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 so let's um so what I want to do um is dive into a little bit of the website rebuild um and how that uh how that you know what we went through and decisions made and you know if you look at the if you go to landline dot media now now you'll see a website that has a lot of news on it. It has the Landline magazine on it in web format and PDF format, and it has a, um, a big focus on uh, your your serious uh, radio station uh, and podcasts, which are kind of kind of that. And it's all very cohesive. Um, yes, and that was one of the things that, like, when we when we were thinking about what what a redesigned landline website needed to look like we needed to integrate all those things much more cohesively yeah so as far as i remember you had three separate websites running you had a we did. you had a news blog um yep. you had a magazine site and you had the podcast slash radio station site all yep. three running in different all, all three in different buckets all the the traffic in in disparate places all of them formatted differently. None of them, none of them really running the same CMS either, <laughs> which, which made like transferring, uh, you know, information between. I mean, it was just, it was just a nightmare, man. It was like, it was like everything, not to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was the big, what was the big motivation? If you can put yourself back, uh, back then, um, what, what was the final push? Because I think we talked about. Uh, if I recall, we talked about doing something like this, and then it took about a year yeah. for, for us to actually start to break ground on the project. Yeah. It, so the, the big thing was we noticed when we started when we first started using WordPress and we and we, we, we were really dissatisfied with our existing CMS, which was something that was, you know, kind of. Uh, bespoke makes it sound a lot more elegant than it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but our our, exi our existing our, our existing CMS built in house was not was really difficult to work with and very wonky and not user friendly on the front or back end and not mm. very I mean it wasn't it wasn't optimized for mobile it was really just a pain 
to, to work with on a number of levels. So we kind of gently started a foray into WordPress with our, our news blog, Tandem Thoughts. And we noticed on, right. we noticed immediately from the analytics we were getting that, uh, you know, a huge percentage of our traffic was mobile, which makes sense because, mm-hmm. especially for us, because of how, who our audience is. Our audience is primarily long haul truck drivers. They right. don't pack um, a desktop PC in the back of the Peterbilt. Right. Right. Unless, unless they're hauling, unless they're hauling like, you know, thousands of them to Best Buy. Right. Or, <laughs> right. You know, like that, but, but, um, so that's, uh, that was the thing, man. And we really, so we really recognized pretty quickly that look, uh, four out of five of our readers are coming to us on a mobile device and the way our existing website works with mobile is, um, it's very unfriendly. It's, it's really, it's really more of a hindrance. And we think that, you know, we think that the WordPress is the way to go. And so that's, that's why I was able to go to our first, that first word camp. And when I saw, honestly, man, when I saw your guys' presentation, when I saw Zine 101's presentation of what they had done for mm. Modern Drummer and the way you guys had kind of transformed their site and put mm-hmm. all their legacy content out there on display. I was like, I was like, shit, these are the people that, <laughs> these are the people that I want to talk to. That's why I, I wanted to go have ice cream with you and talk about like, because <laughs> I, I saw immediately what we could do with a, with a, with an updated modern looking site that combined all of this, all this great content that we're doing that was, you know, in all, in all these different little buckets that nobody was paying attention to. Let's, t- let's talk a little bit about the legacy content, because that's something that a lot of publishers are still struggling with today. Um, yep. You know, some might be um, like a local regional news publishers or weeklies that are publishing editions. Um, some are magazines that are, uh, you know, doing making the decision you made a couple of years ago. Hey, we need to we need to do a better job getting our content on the Web. Um, yeah. And and for us, the big thing was so we've, we've got this. You know, Landline is is celebrating its 46th anniversary of a of a print publication. We've been doing it for you know, a long, long time. We do nine issues a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some double issues. I mean, and there's great, there's some really great content over the years. We've done, you know, we've we've been at this a while, and we've got some some veterans on our staff who've really been really know the industry and and have and have done some some important and good work. Mm-hmm. And nobody could see it, you know, nobody could find it. And it was very difficult to, to get it out there online. And certain, and, and, and certainly the, the other thing that was missing too, was being able to present it in the, in the way like it's presented in the magazine where it's, 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 it's beautifully designed and there's a lot of illustration and stuff like that. I mean, our old CMS just was not, was not built for that. It was, yeah. you had to like, you had to like copy. We had a we had a file on the on our on our internal server that had all of like the the little code shortcuts that you had to copy, like just to put a picture in mm. the article. Mm. You had to you had to like you had to like copy the HTML and put it in there, and then you couldn't even you couldn't even like you didn't even have the option of I want to I want to center this. I want to put it left or right. It was just like you just you just pop it in there, and there it is. There's the, there's right. the one photo, and it was such man, it was such a pain. It was so many hours wasted. Man hours wasted on trying to get this. And and was the 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 magazine site was that were you just producing PDFs alongside or, or how, how I even forget 
primarily, yeah, primarily it was a PDF flip book. Um, okay. You know, like the, 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 okay. the old, the old version of the site was um, a lot of the content was, was what we're doing now or was what our, our daily news posts on landline dot media are now. Mm. Um, but we also had a separate section on that site that we would, we would try, we would try and, we would try and copy, you know, the best, the, the important original magazine pieces, but they weren't, like I said, man, they weren't displayed very well. It was really hard to get to. And it was just, it was not the most effective way to get that, to get that content out. And we weren't, we weren't sharing. It wasn't easy to share on social. It was not, Mm. like I said, man, it it just really wasn't the thing. And then, and what we found out, like I said, when we started, when we started Tandem Thoughts, we were kind of doing more feature content and kind of more like, you know, some of our more uh, opinion driven stuff, a lot of, a lot of op-ed material there. And we, and we found out, you know, with WordPress, Hey, this is, it's really easy to, to, to design this content up and to make it look, right. look fun. And it's easy to share on social media. Yep. And we just felt like, man, like, like those were the, those were the things that we were looking at. And in yeah. fact, there for a while, Tandem Thoughts, the the blog became it it it, it ended up feeding the magazine a little bit. It became a standing mm. a standing department in our magazine where we would take the best the best content or the most you know the, the content that got the most uh, reaction from that from that month or whatever, and we we would repackage that in the magazine, and that became you know we started to see some real value in that too. You know, like this is this is helping to feed. You know, there, there's a symbiotic relationship there that we hadn't because we had everything so so siloed right and right. and and spread out that it wasn't really it was really hard to work with and that's another thing too man like with this with with the new site it seems like it seems like now in the in the past two years where we've had the new site when when our podcast has like a big in-depth in-depth feature Mm. You know, we certainly we promote that on on the on the site and we share that, too. But it's also become something where it's it's easier for us to kind of kind of transition that into into something that can go in our in our legacy print product. And, and again, that's like it's that symbiotic relationship. It's all parts of it kind of feeding together and mm. kind of helping helping each other. You know, that's interesting. So let me just I'm going I'm to back up and just sort of clarify the structure sure. of the listeners. So your your magazine is now uh, published uh, by issue on the website, but the issues yep. are actual you know regular web articles that are shareable and searchable, and yes. also you have the PDF attached to those issues. Right, and our and our web, and our our magazine content on the web is what's behind our leaky paywall. Yeah, the paywall. Right, exactly. And then what I'm hearing though is that now that the the blog is essentially running. Uh, on, on the homepage alongside the magazine content, which is also yep. running alongside your podcast. Correct. Content, is that, and what's interesting to me is you're, you're finding that you're, you, yes, you're pulling the articles out of your magazine onto the website, but the blog is a generator for articles as is the podcast is also a generator for articles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, and it's, like I said, it's, it's really kind of, it's made it, it's made it easier for us to, to, to visualize and to, and to really kind of see the, the symbiotic relationship between, between all three of them. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You had three separate sites. They, essentially we combined them into one site. We even changed the domain name. You went from landline magazine and tandem thoughts. And I don't remember the podcast site 
LandlineNow.com. Okay, Landline Now. And then uh, when it was relaunched, it was kind of rebranded a little bit too, because you went to Landline.media. And I remember going through a lot of discussions about the magazine versus the the podcast and the, you know, the serious radio station and, and, and sort of the equal weighting and how to present all that on the on the on the site that all of a sudden had every all three you know components to it. Well, I, and for us, the decision to, to call it media was really simple. That's a more accurate reflection of what we are. And we, and with this new platform that we that you had developed for us that we developed on WordPress, we could become a true multimedia site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was a that was a no brainer, man. Like right there, boom. So so now you know when there is a transition to a new build. Um, you know, there's always a lot of concern about SEO uh, traffic and um, yep. making sure Google, uh, you know, indexes all the new content and all that. And going to a brand new domain name is is even is even one step harder because now you're, you're <laughs> retraining Google to say, hey, no, no, all our content's here. And you, of course, you got to redirect stuff to to bring it to the new site. But what happened? I guess is the question I'm I'm, I'm asking. You know, you, you guys launched a new site. Um, on you know day one versus day 30 versus one year down the road so um our first year was kind of interesting we there was a lot you know and this and this ties into a, a question that i'm sure you'll ask later about you know, like what what do you wish you what do you wish you had known before you did it <laughs> uh, so many things right. and really even like the the site migration thing is probably the biggest the biggest thing that we that that i that I didn't have my arms fully around of, of how big a job that would be and what we needed to do. And if I, if I could go back and do it all again today, I mean, the first thing I would do is, is really, really make an argument for migrating more of our content over, particularly our mm. legacy, legacy magazine content over. Mm. Um, hmm. I mean, yeah, cause I can't, I can't tell you, like we, and we kind of picked, we we made the decision for for budgetary reasons and and for some some other reasons because because again we had you know like I said we we got 46 years of magazines at that at that time too our old website had been up for like 20 years mm. and the idea of migrating 20 years worth of content over particularly when some of it would have been just I it was it was very daunting to think about what are we going to do with all of that stuff and how are we going to mm-hmm. organize it and it, it it just seemed the idea of starting perhaps a little bit fresher than that not not porting it all over was was good was appealed to us right and i think we probably should like i i probably should have had a better understanding and 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 brought more of it over because i think that especially the legacy magazine content um would really would really have given us more, you know, Google likes more, more stuff to crawl, more stuff to share. And there've been some, some, some things too, you know, even in just, you know, my, my career at Landline, which is in its eighth year now, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some things that I, that I wrote earlier on in my career that I I wish were uh, online Mm -hmm. in in this new and delightful format where it's easy to share and it looks nice and, and everything like that. And I think that we can still, we can still go back and, and bring some of that stuff over. It's just a matter of mm-hmm. marshalling the, the resources and the wherewithal to do it. So that's one thing that I would definitely, definitely well, do different. And our first year too, man, like it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. We started to see some, 
some pretty positive immediate results. Uh, and then we had like that, you know, you remember that epic server crash. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was just- <laughs> on, on Labor Day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so that, that, yeah. That just left us kind of feeling like, like we, like we had to start over again from scratch, but ultimately, man, like we, we, you know, we saw some very, you know, some very positive, uh, results. And I still think, and I still think, man, we're, we're scratching the surface in a lot of ways, particularly in the last, I mean, in the last year, and I'm talking like calendar year, March, 2020 to March, 2021, it's, it's been, it's been a great, Hmm. been a great year for landline. Of course, there's been a lot of news right in the last right 12, 15 months, a lot of news. Right. Yeah. COVID certainly, uh, bumped the news, news feed by a ton. Yeah. No yeah, and it's and it's what's what's crazy is like probably the big the biggest you know, one of the the biggest story for us in the last in the last calendar year um, was a story and right right around it didn't have anything to do with COVID but it was right around the time of COVID and again you have this issue where restaurants are shut down people can't go in to eat most trucks uh, commercial tractors can't fit through the standard drive through at a McDonald's or a Wendy's or whatever Bob's big boy, whatever you've got mm-hmm. where you're at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's like these drivers are like, man, where do we go to eat? And we just so happened to have been, uh, been working on a story, a feature story about a, a Sonic drive-in in Fordyce, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Those, those of you that don't know on the coast, Sonic is kind of this Midwestern, um, drive-in type chain they mm-hmm. burgers shakes that sort of thing but it's 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 a drive-in although they do because it's 2021 they do also have a drive-through now but it's kind of like you know mm. i can remember being a kid and the, the car hops used to actually some of the car hops would actually skate to your car nice. yeah like roller skate to your car and, and drop off your that's cool your shake or climate or whatever oh that's cool yeah. But anyways, so this this Sonic, they had built a purpose a purpose-built drive-through lane for commercial tractors and it had, you know, so we had a picture. We saw it on Facebook. Thought it was pretty cool. Called mm-hmm. them up. Did did a story about it because that's again like that's mm-hmm. one of the ways that Landline is is trying to, you know, humanize drivers and make people think, "Oh, yeah, of course. How are these truck drivers supposed to get in there? I never considered right. that." Right, right, right. Right. That's very so, so yeah, we got got the picture of the little the little car hop in her ponytail walking up these <laughs> this these large metal stairs to take the order of the of the truck driver and to deliver his you know cheeseburgers and tater tots and whatever. I gotta go look that one up. That sounds good. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. Uh but I mean and that just man, that just blew up on and that was just totally a case of timing is everything, right? Right. right. <laughs> like we couldn't we couldn't have planned that better. And it just it just blew up. Uh pretty pretty wild interesting but people, people were like yeah like, why can't why can't more places take uh take the the needs of drivers into consideration yeah. and one of the another thing that, that pops up on on social media all the time where we get phone calls about is you know drivers will be like um i i delivered a, i delivered a load at this walmart and then i drove around to the to the front and parked my truck and i went in to do some shopping and i got i got booted like i like like, like somebody like somebody called the the tow company and they put a they put a parking boot on my on my truck nice yeah 
Yeah, and it's like it's like I you know I, I just I just dropped off all of your all of your cleaning products and all of your toilet paper and stuff like that, and I can't get any for myself. Right. Really, right? You know, really touchy subject. Wow. Yeah, that's rough. That's really but, rough. Uh, huh. Yeah. So like. <laughs> that that crap essentially yeah 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 that's interesting so after if could you put your finger uh like after a year of uh year of launch um if i remember correctly we we started with a dip uh in terms of yep. traffic but after about a year or so where were you at do you remember so yeah i actually i thought i I had it pulled up and I my freaking screen locked up because I wanted to I wanted to be be accurate about it but uh yeah yeah well we're not gonna we're not gonna you know there won't be a test later or anything so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah after about a year we were we were pretty we were pretty consistent with where we were um before before the launch yep um but and and since then man it's really been it's been, it's been even better. And I still feel like, and this is the thing, man, is like, I still feel like we're just scratching the surface of really leveraging, uh, some of the things that we can do with, with SEO and with, you know, mm -hmm. social media mm -hmm. engagement. Like, I feel like that there's, there's so much more that we're, that we're not doing that we need to be doing, mm -hmm. but now, and now we finally have a platform, right? that allows us to really kind of tap in. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, it, man, it's like, it's like getting a high performance vehicle <laughs> and now, and now we can really kind of, kind of do some stuff, man. Like now we can really, you know, we, we figured out how to, how to get it, how to get it in gear. And now we've got to really kind of like, like ramp it up and, and really put it through its paces and see what we can do. And I think we're going to be very pleased with the, with what it delivers in the next, in the next year. I mean, we're already we're already seeing uh, year over year traffic is is up. Our uh, another thing that's that's up in the last year, man. And again, you know, and and some of this is is driven by by COVID, sure. But it also like we have you know we have the tools and the resources now to get that information out quickly and to be responsive mm. and we're finding it and and getting it and wanting it and coming back year over year. Our uh, newsletter subscriptions are up eighteen percent. Wow, eighteen percent. Yep. Huh. And that's and, and again, man, that's with like not not even really like we're we're not we have not fully leveraged that capability either yet. Um, you know, there's there's more I think there's more we could do to promote uh our newsletter and and and, and sign ups and stuff like that. But that's like that's what we're seeing. We're seeing we're seeing pretty consistent uh signups from the embed forms there uh on the on the site and that's and that's a good deal but i think like really letting people know like that's that's available um and it's it's useful and and also like i think again just getting into the newsletter stuff man and really kind of we can do more to i think i think one of the things in the next year that that i hope to be looking at and working on is really kind of segmenting the newsletter and doing some you know doing some some mm -hmm. different things for mm -hmm. for the, the people that the people that engage with it every day and then also maybe doing some some, some separate things for the people that maybe don't engage with it as often you know offering offering a one uh, a, a once a week 
a weekly subscription option instead of the five days a week. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. So as far as the newsletter goes, um, let me just let me just tie this back. You have um, um, you have Leaky Paywall running on the site, and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's metering um, the number of free articles that somebody gets the casual you know the casual flyby reader can read. <clears throat> what is it? Do you, do you remember what the meter is set to? I believe we set it to one right now. One free article. Okay. So you have essentially the site saying, hey, you get one you get one free article. So it's pretty locked down. And then you have to register, which is free. Yeah. And if you but, register, you have a choice of a digital registration for digital access to content. And you have a, uh, a choice of print as well. You can get the print magazine for free too, right? Or you can get both, and that's yeah. and and again that, but that's that subscription is part of the reason that it's so locked down is if you want our magazine content, really, you should be a truck driver or you should be somebody who is allied with the industry, right? Because that's that's who this is for, right? Right. And we believe that it's we believe that it's worthwhile for you to get it. So yeah, we will if you if you want it, you can look at one. If this is for you, please sign up because. We're, we've got a lot more of this content that's that's going to be very relevant to you and your business, and, and it's free. Yeah. So and this is this is the feed to your memberships, selling correct, essentially. So somebody comes on and says, "Oh, I'll register for online only, or I'll do print and online. It's free. You give them a good form. They have to kind of quote unquote prove who they are, and correct. then they, and then they, that actually gets sent to your AS four hundred, which is, uh, in my opinion, sort of magic." Because that, that's a that's a that's a classic system. Um, yeah, yeah, we've had to do. We, we were talking about that just the other day, man. It's kind of like it's like running the <laughs> the old Commodore sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's it, that that was a beast in the day. I, I remember running it uh, back back in the day. But anyway, so your so your free registration, you have, uh, your your traffic actually has been going up, even though you have uh, the meter set at only one free article. Uh, let's say per month, and then Correct. and then then people register on the site. Um, that of course takes their email address and uh, puts it on your mailing list. What I'm hearing though is your newsletter subscriptions are still up 18. percent Yeah, yeah, the new the, and that's and that's really exciting, man. Like I'm really and and again like that 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 is happening without like a big without a big push from us to like really. Like, like we're not we're not nagging people on the site to sign up for the newsletter. We're not even really nagging them so much on on social media either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's just kind of it's happening it's happening very organically. Yeah, which is exciting. Which is which is really great. And I, I yeah. mean, looking at your site, um, are you are you delivering a pop up? I forget. I have to go. Uh, no, not even a pop up. Uh huh. Is this a result of the uh, of the registrations that are coming in through Leaky Paywall? Yeah, we think so. Okay. I mean, that's part of it. Um, and also, like I mean, we are we are we do have a sign up on social media, and I've I've been trying to to make a concerted effort to also like schedule posts on social media about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's not really been like it's not been a real coordinated okay. campaign. Okay. And actually, um, you know, I was I was in the leaky leak, leaky paywall settings the other day, just making sure that that uh, that that was that that was turned on. Mm -hmm. You know, where you can you can you can click 
click yes if you want the newsletter. Right. Yeah, that's on, man. And we're yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. I think, but I think what it, I think what it shows is that uh, you know, obviously, there's 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 real real interest and real growth opportunity in this newsletter thing. And we've really, uh, you yeah. know, it's really exciting, man. Like that's yeah, that's something that I'm hoping that we can really kind of continue to continue to hammer out. I, I think that's a great idea. I think that's worth some energy. Um, you, you know, looking at the local news space right now, um, you know, you, you have a lot of startups that are coming in with newsletter only uh, products and they're, mm-hmm. they're growing like crazy. Um, you know, it's, you know, email, sometimes you run, I, I run into, you know, some, some people that say, Hey, you know, oh, emails, you know, it's so old and who reads email? It's all a bunch of spam. But the truth is, is it's actually, it's, it's the, best direct marketing tool that a publisher has in, in their pocket, right? And when and when people opt into a newsletter, they're, they're saying, hey, I want to get it. You know, send it to me. Right. So, uh, you know, if you're sending good quality journalism, uh, yeah, people are they're going to want it. They're going to they're, they're um, complain when they don't get it. Uh, I do it myself. And and it's and it's it is even more important today with all the noise, you know, social media, a lot of noise. Uh, you know, everyone's trying to get ranked in Google search and, and, and there's a lot of competition everywhere. But when you get that email address, it's yours. Right. You now you've started the relationship with your with your reader, your subscriber. And and of course, now you, you have that sort of, sort of that whole trust thing. And then you can build out from there, because if yes, if you come out with a a new newsletter format or a new product or an event or whatever, you have your, 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 your gold mine of email, you know, to go uh, announce that. And there's just no better way of doing. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'd say to anybody and, and, and believe it or not, you know, we still, I still run into um, publications that are, you know, email light. They're not aggressively going after the, the email addresses and, um, not looking at opportunities down the road. In fact, uh, this is a service. Uh, have you heard of Subtext? You heard of them? I've not heard of Subtext. So Subtext is a service where um, we're testing it out on a site right now um, where you can pay extra. It's like a premium plus subscription and you get access to uh, authors, to the writers, right? And the access is all text messaging. So it's an, it's an SMS service. And, uh, you know, if you have if you have questions, you text it to a number and it kind of queues up uh, in the dashboard and then you can see, OK, was there is there a, a common thread here? Then you can push out a text in mass to answer like a popular question or you can you can send uh, responses uh, one at a time. It's, it's it's a very flexible system. And, you know, what a great way to to. Uh, OK, we got email, but now now leverage text messaging. Right. So. Um, you know, I, I, everyone I talked to, I said, you know, take a look at it, think about it. What, 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 what could it do for you? But it's sort of related to that collecting of the email addresses is step one. Um, so you can announce these things. Yeah. Sounds cool. And like I said, man, like the thing, the, the thing that I really think is important for us with this, with the newsletter going forward is, you know, we have a, we have a dedicated segment of those subscribers who engage with the content often, mm-hmm. you know, about, about a third of them are frequent frequent openers read everything do that stuff and right. then about uh, you know about you know half of them 
aren't very engaged and don't really open. And maybe, again, maybe it's something like, okay, is that, is that an audience that we can target with? Maybe they just want to read the best of the week. Mm-hmm. Or right. what is like, what is the, what, these are the things that I need to know about trucking that happened in the last week or the things that I need to know about what OIDA is doing to, to fight for me and to represent my business against all of this, you know, uh, mm-hmm. all the, all the stuff that's going on. And that's, that's kind of like, I mean, that's, that's, that's a really important part of what we do, man. And I think that it's, you know, it's important for, for everybody to feel like that they're, that there's somebody in their corner. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the, that there's somebody that says, I see you. I, I, I see what you're going through yeah. and I'm on your side. And that's, you know, that's, that's the relationship that, that we want to cultivate with our readership. And that's the, that's the sort of, uh, voice that 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 landline aspires to be is is to really be that advocate for uh you know the small business truck driver are are you are you considering creating a like another uh more focused newsletter do you have any plans for something like that well i i don't know about i don't know like that's that's a good that's a good question honestly i the thing the thing that i initially thought of like I said, it's just kind of like maybe maybe they don't want to read it every day, but maybe if we just send them send them the highlights, the highest of the highs. Like this is these are you know maybe if it's if it's, these are the these are the top five things that that drove the conversation on social or that got the most mm. um, the the most reader response. I mean like that and and again like those are those are some tools and those are some and and some of the data that we can that we could leverage to to really kind of refine our product even more. And there's just like one of, you know, one of your questions is like, what's, what's the, what's the biggest, the biggest failure, man. My biggest personal failure is uh, I get overwhelmed with, there's so much data sometimes you don't even know like how to, how to process it or how, or what to do with it or mm. what it all means, man. And just trying to stay on top of it can be, yeah can really feel like shit. I'm drowning. Right. You know? Right. 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 That's the world we live in. Yeah, I'm dr- I'm drowning in all of this information, and how do I separate the the, the signal from the noise? Mm. That's a good question. That's a good. Question. And that's been, I mean, and that's been the challenge that it's been difficult. It's been difficult for me to adapt to, you yeah. know. And that's and but I think the and the best advice I can give anybody that's that's similarly situated is, uh, you know, go to a, go to a conference. Mm. Right. Take take the you know, take the small step of looking at, uh, you know, looking at a, a YouTube course or an, uh, a LinkedIn course on, on analytics or what, whatever that thing is that you're trying to understand, man, just take that, take that first small step, stick right. a toe into the water and try and learn. Right. That's, I mean, that's why I went to WordCamp. I knew nothing about yeah. WordPress, man. And I still don't know that much about, uh, about the coding side of it at all. Yep. But I, I knew I knew enough to know that I didn't know and that the people who did know were going to be at this thing. Right. Right. You know, yeah. people like people like you and Jeremy and a host of other people that I've met, man. So I got some great I got some great contacts there. Some some folks that I've uh, you know gotten to connect with over the years and, yeah. and come to know. And I really appreciate and value their yeah. their friendship and their insight, man. And it all it all came from me just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, really stepping out of my comfort zone and going to a thing where where I knew that I, where I knew I was going to be the dumbest guy in the room. <laughs> uh, I hope we can get back to doing that because I I agree. Me too. 
the connections are the gold, really. I mean, learning, being able to take some time to think, you know, to unclutter your brain and think, you know, what are we doing here? What, what's the priority? Yeah. And to, and to get excited about like, cause, cause every, everybody is facing these same challenges of what do I do with this data? How do I engage yeah. uh, meaningfully with my audience? Yep. I mean, like, like we all, everybody knows, like if I want, you know, if I want somebody to, to click on my, on my story, I can write a sensational headline or, or like really like, you know, the bad engagement, the, the most engagement always seems to come when you, when you like mess something up, you get it wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but that's, but that's not really meaningful engagement, is it? Right. 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 Well, you're, so how to, you're, 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 you've learned about email newsletters. Like that's a big lesson, right? You're yeah. getting maybe a third of your readers are actually reading, you know, regularly reading. That's, that's a great number. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty high. Um, yeah. And, and so I think you should feel good about that. And then, For sure. fine. All right. So what's the, the next step? Let's, let's, okay. Look at the, what's going on with the traffic to the site. And uh, uh, like, like you said, you know, go to a conference or, or um, maybe even hire uh, a third party that specializes in, in analytics. Dude, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, have, like, and, and I can point you, you know, in a direction if you like, um, uh, and, and have that conversation where you can kind of kick back a little bit and, and not feel the pressure like, okay, I don't have to learn everything myself because there are already people out there that have, you know, have these. Yeah, there, there are subject matter experts and I, and, and it's yeah. never been easier. We've never, we, it's never been easier for us to, to find those people and to network with them and to engage in a meaningful dialogue. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, know, let's, let's, let's talk afterwards. I got some thoughts for you. Sure. So let me, I want to shift a little bit into social media um, since you brought it up earlier. And, um, you know, I say the bar for social media and publishers is, OK, I post an article. I move it over to Facebook. I post it in maybe LinkedIn. I post it maybe on Instagram, depending on uh, where I'm at. Where, you know, is there anything um, that you're currently doing um that you think is is actually working, or is uh, is social media kind of a this is something we just kind of need to deal with, and here's our flow, you know, at this point. So I think, and social media man is an area that still feels like uh, is evolving a lot, you mm -hmm. know, like where one of the ways it's evolving is where where is our audience mm -hmm. now? Where are they? Where is the conversation going? Yeah, because we've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of people, you know, with with all the political stuff that's been going on, you know, many people are uh, disenchanted with Facebook, you might say. Yeah. Yeah. And and Facebook, because of because of the demographics of our audience and everything else like that, Facebook is far and away the most important social media site for us. Mm. You know, our, our demographics tend to see you older um, yeah. and it's primarily the nature of the industry. So Facebook is like far and away way more responsible for our social media traffic than anything else. I mean, it just mm -hmm. it, 95% of our traffic on social wow. is, is Facebook. Wow. Um, I mean, it's, it, it might, it, on a given week, it might be 91%, but it's, it's really important for us. And I think, you know, for me, what I would like to, what I would like to see is certainly social media is an important part of the conversation, but we know, you know, in, in the past we've been burned when, 
uh, when Facebook has changed their algorithms, they, they make it difficult to find, more difficult to find published articles and stuff like that. And so it's really for, for me, it's not, the conversation on social media is important for us mm. in terms of like having a sense of where, you know, where our audience is yeah. and what, like, what, like, what are the, the, the issues that are important to them? You know, what, where is that, where is that meaningful conversation taking place? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and really, I think that the way, what I'd like to see us do is kind of is is carve out a space where we can kind of have some more some more meaningful conversations there and and make it less about you know like uh here's our here's our story you know click on it and share it right and make it more about like like where is that where is that dialogue you know one of the things that uh a a friend of mine who started a a local news publication did very early on with the uh with the COVID 19 situation is uh, she created a she created a, a closed Facebook group yeah. for people that were, sorry about that. Can you still hear me? Yep. Okay. For people that were um, in Kansas city and had concerns about the coronavirus locally, like what, mm. what to do. Mm. And, you know, it was, she got a bunch of people that, that she trusted to, to be moderators early on of the discussion and put some pretty, uh, mm. some pretty, fair rules in place about, look, we're not going to talk politics. This is, we're really trying to be a place where here's what's happening with the virus locally. These are the restrictions, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it became, man, it became a really valuable resource and a really good conversation to actually like to shut out the noise and to, and to try and figure out like what's going on in our community with, with this disease. Mm. Mm. And I think that there's, there's real value in, in those types of, yeah conversation spaces rather than just uh yeah. sort of being like the like the approach now where i i i put i put a story out on my on my on my publications feed or whatever and it's kind of yeah. it's kind of like being like a like a carnival barker like step right up read that read all about it you know uh <laughs> i think i think we i think it's important to get away from that and to really try and engage more meaningfully um Good you know one of, the, one of the questions that you that you sent me prior to this was about, you know, the most important thing for a publisher to do. And I really think it's audience engagement. My first answer though, was like, when I, when I looked at that, I thought of like, well, what was, what did I always want my old newspaper publisher to do? Number one, don't meddle. And number two, vigorously defend your newsroom against frivolous lawsuits. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So, so let's, let's, <laughs> are you, are you uh, or others involved in Facebook groups at this point? That. So uh, yeah, I'm involved. I'm involved in that in in that group. Um, Landline does not have a mm-hmm. a sort of a sort of conversational Facebook group like that. Because uh, the, the other the other challenge with that uh, and the big and the big thing that's that's needed to kind of keep that going is you need you need moderators who are yeah willing to to, yeah. to stay involved and stay engaged. Yeah, and you know you it's you know that's that's a that can be a logistical challenge yeah yeah but, the, but i think the, i think it's i think it's worth exploring um is there a big independent truckers group on facebook that's that's there, there are a number of them yeah and 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 we have you know some various members of our our organization are involved in some of them and we get we get some news tips from them but i mean they're like they're like any any large unmoderated conversation yeah 
that you might that you might be into. I mean, like I'm I'm in I'm in a freaking coffee and motorcycles Facebook group. Right. And right. <laughs> and like like some some most of the, most of the time they're pretty good about keeping it coffee and motorcycles. But sure, I mean, even just this morning, somebody somebody posted a picture of a guy with uh, ten toes on each foot. And he's like, got my vaccine. And somebody's like, this is, this has nothing to do with coffee or motorcycles. <laughs> you know, what are you, what are you doing here? Why are you posting this here? He's trolling you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, like that type, that type of stuff, yeah. you know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter like what it, like what, it, what it is. It could be so innocuous. It's, it's just coffee and motorcycles, baby. Yeah. 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 Like, come on, put let's, let's, that's going to put a smile on everybody's face, coffee <laughs> and motorcycle. That's funny. Um, so have you guys paid for uh, promoting posts in Facebook or done any uh, Facebook advertising? Or a little bit, yeah. Any results from that? You know, we don't we don't really do it very often, mm. um, and it's not something that we're you know we're more interested in. We're really more interested in, or, in organic growth. Yeah. I mean, like that's that's kind of our big thing because we don't have, and that's and that's another reason why we're kind of like, like I said, I think it's important for us to to be aware of the conversation and and Facebook, like I said, they're really it's a really important space for us in terms of our in terms of our social media traffic. But yeah, man, I I I would like to see us get into a place, and we're and we're getting that that way now, where it's more um, our traffic sources or referral sources are more evenly distributed from, you know, like organic search, mm -hmm. uh, referrals mm -hmm. and social media. Yeah. And, and you, hopefully, you know, as we grow, our, as we grow our newsletter subscription, yeah. Yeah. We, that becomes an even bigger source. And then we've really got, and that's, and that's what we want, man, is we want those people that are really engaged, really active, yeah. like those, those sort of power users to really become, I mean, that's, that's our key constituency. Yeah. Yeah. And you're building apps too. Yes, we are. We are building an app, which we're pretty excited about. Yeah. So you can you can you can uh, you can engage with the app like like no other place really. You know, push notifications and uh, and alerts. It's it's uh, uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, piece of the puzzle for you guys, I think, especially with the mobile you know audience that that you have. So yeah. So this is this has been great, uh, Greg. I want I'm, I'm going to go backwards and re-ask the question that I now that we've talked a lot about the the website, you know, going from three websites to one website, having you know leaky paywall on it, uh, taking registrations, feeding that member loop, and what what you what you're doing in social and with your newsletter. What if you were to you know if I were to be starting a, a, a publication. Um, let's say tomorrow, what, what would be the one thing you would tell me to do based on your past experience? Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> who are you trying to reach, man? I'm, like I'm, that's, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Well, well and yeah, so, so my, my, my question, my question back to that person would be like, you, my recommendation would be, you've really got to have a focused uh, idea of who your who your market is, who you're trying to, who is this for? Yeah. Okay. Who is this for? And we we and that was one of the things I think that attracted you, Pete, to yeah. this project in particular is Landline with its you know uh, 
reputation in the industry and it's and it's it's long history like we had a we really are dialed in on we know who this is for we know who we're trying to reach we know what we want who we want to engage with we know where they are yeah that mattered and i think that made yeah. um that made this transition process a lot more uh, a lot smoother because we we kind of knew who who we were going for and how to and how to reach them yeah i think that's that's the key thing man like who is this for who am i trying to reach yeah and where are they? Yeah, yeah, that's. And the, once you once you can identify those things, then that gives you some clarity on okay, so what what should my priorities be? Yeah, and 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 honestly, man, with again with the the percentage of you know like with the percentage of our traffic that was that was mobile, like we needed our 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 new site needed to be something that was mm. developed with with a mobile audience in mind that was lean and and mean and played very well on on a phone yeah because that's that's the primary means of how of how not only our existing audience engages with it but but our potential audience engages with it yeah yeah and bring as much content with you as you can post as much yeah you can yeah that's that's for sure man and that was you know that was really something that i i i wish we had i wish i had I wish I'd known what I know now then and been able to make a, a much more, a much stronger argument for doing that. Cause like that, and really, and it, it should have been, you know, that should have been a bigger, a bigger part of the budget from, from, uh, from, from me on a, as, as the project manager, mm. I should have really interesting, really, <laughs> yeah. really had a, a, uh, <laughs> I should have really had a, a a nuanced argument for why we needed right. to spend that money there. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'll tell you right now, it's tough. But you know, we, <clears throat> we talk to you know, as you know, we talk to publishers all the time, and 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 one of the things I do tell them is, look, you know, you're 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 migrating from print to web here. Um, there's there's a lot of copy paste happening. It's a, it's a grunt work. Um, you can hire out for it for sure. Um, but you know, every article that you put online is a magnet for a specific Google search and, and yep. <clears throat> for social sharing. Yep. And we have, man, we have so much, we have so much great legacy content that I, I, yeah. You know, I feel I've, there's, I almost feel a responsibility too, to get, to get some of that stuff up there because it's been really, you can really, you can trace the impact that landline has had on, right. on the industry and on and on le on legislation and not just landlines impact but OIDA's impact too man there have been a number of uh you know lawsuits and things like that that the that the association has been very forward on that i mean like <laughs> 25 years ago well i guess it's 26 this year um OIDA sued the Tennessee Public Service Commission because they were shaking down drivers out of state truck drivers oh. and the the commission got <laughs> it got it got disbanded Wow. Because of an OIDA loss. I mean, like there's, there's been, there's been a number of things that, that, that OIDA has done in truth and truth and leasing regulations, probably the first legal victory that the association, the major first major legal victory that the association won back in the eighties. I mean, I just, yeah. So you have, you have great old historical pieces you want to share. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. And, and that, and that stuff, man, is so is so important it's interesting but it's 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 like it's important for the historical record too man that's and now we have this now we finally have this platform by god yeah. where we can 
we can put it out there and it, yeah. it looks great yeah. and you can find it. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I would use like, I straight up, I, I missed the boat on that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I did not fully understand the, the value of that on a number of fronts. So the next time and a publisher says, says, well, you know, we have a lot of content, but you know, we'll start fresh. I'm going to send them to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, and I, and I, and I get it, man. Like, so, like, like, again, like some of, some of our daily news stuff that like the, the, you know, the, like the, the workaday blog posts and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It, it another thing that we would have had, we would have probably had like <laughs> with some of our, with some of our stories, some of our beats, man, I, I'm sure like the, like the headlines, the pretty URLs would have been like the same headline. And then it would have been like the number, the number fifty-seven at the end of it, because it's you know, yeah. for twenty years, you're, you're I mean, you're, right. you know, there's only so many, right, 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 right. so many times. So like that, that was part of it, I think, too. Is it's like you know, we've some of this stuff won't be, won't be very relevant. It'll clutter up our search, like when, like when we're trying to find something, it'll just, it'll just be there cluttering, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I. I, I, it sounds to me like bringing some more of the historical content forward and, and working on that newsletter, you know, yeah. you, you can't yeah, the, go wrong with that. That's um, the, the legacy, the legacy print product, bringing that, bringing that forward, that should have been mm. a much, a much higher priority for me. And I, and I see, and I recognize the value in it now yeah. uh, in, in ways that I didn't, that I didn't fully understand when we began this process. And that's really something like, if, like that's another thing too, man. If you're, if you're, if you're looking to migrate a legacy print product mm. online, yeah, man, bring it all and, and, and budget that mm. uh, because, because that, that content is so important. It's Google loves content, man. Like the more you can bring, like the, like the more legit you are. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not. It's, it's like it's like it's like, it's proof that hey, we're not just some fly by night outfit. We've been doing this for 46 years. Yeah, we had a publisher rent a uh, OCR scanner, a high resolution OCR scanner, uh, cut their magazine bindings. Uh, they rented it for a week, I think, and it was uh, basically a full time scanning of this uh, publication and and bringing bringing the the copy online. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's worth doing. No doubt. Hey, well, Greg, thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. Um, I mean, the, Pleasure, Pete. the, the uh, you guys went through such a dramatic transformation uh, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to what's next from you guys. So we'll, we should we should do this again. Once your apps are live, we'll probably have some experience to talk about. And that that's a very, bet, man. very important topic. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll keep chatting. So thanks. Thanks again for for coming on the show. and. Uh, um stay healthy stay hey thanks pete i really appreciate your time man oh my pleasure all right see you greg see you buddy thanks for listening to the paywall podcast you can find us at paywallpodcast.com be sure to subscribe in your podcast player of choice and we'll see you next episode